ESPN's greatest ever softball team, and you can't do anything without a little lefty love. We're siding with the uh, Southpaws, and who is the best left-handed pitcher in the history of college softball? Eight players to talk about, but we can only start one lefty. How about Monica Abbott, all-time wins leader and strikeout leader? Kat Osterman, all-time number one in strikeouts per seven innings. Michelle Granger, 25 no-hitters, starring for the Cal Bears. Kehlani Ricketts, a national champ, over 130 wins. How about Michelle Smith, one of the greatest rise ball pitchers in history? <laughs> in the white ball era. More on that to come. <laughs> Megan King, she has the World Series record for lowest ERA in that uh, national championship for Florida State. Katie Burkhart, she brought the left-handers back onto the national stage for the first time in 25 years when she won it all in 2008 at ASU. And Paige Parker, who set a record with an eight-game Women's College World Series win streak and helped the Sooners to two national championships. Holly Rowe is in on this discussion along with Michelle Smith, who will start us out with a quick briefing of the 40-foot white ball era when we're talking about old school and new school. Smitty? Hey, Beth, I'm just happy that you didn't say the black and white era, okay? So I'm just, I'm just happy we're just talking about the white ball and not black and white television. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is a great category. There are so many incredible left-handed pitchers. Um, first off, I'm going to talk about Michelle Granger. Uh, yes. Granger threw the ball so hard. It was like a radio ball. You couldn't see it, but you could hear it go past you. And you never knew where it was going to go because that was part of what made her so great is that she was unpredictable. And that added to her effectiveness. But you look about look at her statistics, 25 no-nos. How about a seven-inning game where she got every out by the strikeout? 21 strikeouts in a game against Creighton. Just unbelievable. So when I start looking at the statistics of Gra- statistics of Granger, Cat, Abbott, um, to me those were my, my final three. Michelle Granger, Cat Osterman, the ability to dance the ball around. So this is, a, this is a pitcher, very tall, great hands as far as spinning the ball, amazing drop ball. Love the way she worked a three-time USA Softball Player of the Year. And then Abbott, she was back with the velocity, really throwing that pitch away from lefties into righties. Uh, and it's impossible. How do you pick this? This is, this is, this is killing me. We didn't even talk about the, the lefties from Oklahoma. It's, it's, this is just a tough category. I'm probably, um, I'm going to go old school. And because I don't want to have to pick between Osterman and Abbott, I'm oh. going to go with Michelle Granger. All um, right. Just right. to, to respect, played with her on the 96 Olympic team. You guys, she was flat out amazing. Okay, so I would love for a little bit of credit that I'm the only smart one who brought a left-handed pitcher to my argument because these are impossible to pick. So I'm relying on Michelle Smith here. First, I'd like to discuss Michelle Smith, who is in this category, a 0.75 ERA when she pitched for Oklahoma State. And it was a different era. The pitching mechanics and everything were a little bit different with the with the distance from the rubber and the white ball. So I do want to give some of our old-school pitchers and uh, veteran pitchers, experienced pitchers, some love because it definitely was a different era. So Michelle Smith, I think you go down in history, one of the best left-handed pitchers ever. 
I couldn't decide between the two Oklahoma. So I actually talked to Paige Parker recently and I asked her who was the best. She went with Kaylani Ricketts. Uh, but my final two come down to obviously Monica Abbott and Kat Osterman. And I have decided after losing sleep and really being upset about this category because they're so good, I'm going with um, Monica Osterman. <laughs> I love it. I can't chew. I can't. I know. Okay. You know, Kat's still going to be mad at you because you used her last name and not her first name, and Monica will be the first one mentioned, Holly. Well, Kat Abbott's a hell of a Cat Abbott's a hell of a picture too. Cat Abbott. <laughs> and Holly, look at you doing like these side pole type things, like underground recon, like talking to people, trying to get them to sway your vote a little bit. Props to you for your extra research. Um, when I think about this topic. The first person that I personally think about is Kat Osterman. I remember playing her as a freshman in Texas versus Texas A&M, historic, just rivalry, classic games. And I remember hitting off of her for the first time. And you guys, I had never seen the ball move like that before in my entire life. I was like, did I, did I just see what I just, like, I don't even know what I just saw. Her drop ball, her curveball, her how my lefties, my lefty teammates would talk about hitting off of her, which is I never heard or seen anything like it. So she gets my vote. Over 14 strikeouts per seven innings pitched. Are you serious? That means that there were only seven outs on average. That was a pop up or a ground ball out. So she gets my vote. A little bit of Big 12 love, a little bit of Houston love. She grew up in Texas. I grew up in Houston. We played against each other a little bit, different age, but. Uh, growing up. So I'm pulling a Jess here. I've knew her, you know, since I was like 10 or 11, Beth. Um, <laughs> she's going to get, she's going to get my vote. Uh, going back to Big 12 love. My top three came down to just, and I know this isn't maybe what you should look at because it's overall college, but when you look at all of these pitchers within college, it's just stupid. I mean, they were all just dominant. It's ridiculous. As a left-handed batter, my top three are Michelle Smith, who, by the way, and I know I've mentioned this before, had the most dominant rise ball I had ever seen, the levels that she could pitch it at, and this was before pitchers really understood how to throw a rise ball for a strike and then throw one that was way above your head. And if anyone knows me, I like rice balls. Couldn't hit her. <laughs> Plus she had the flaming red hair that scared the crap out of you. Yes. So that's <laughs> – and then Monica Abbott and Kat Osterman. Um, having faced both, played with both, but looking at their college careers, being around for that, um, they were dominant in different ways. I have to mention Kat Osterman with her long fingers, she didn't dominate with velocity. She is the perfect example for a young pitcher to understand what you can do as far as spin. No one spun the ball the way that Kat Osterman could spin, especially her drop ball. And then Monica Abbott was just dominant because of her velocity and the way that she threw. I had to pick because I'm facing all three. Monica Abbott struck me out four times in one game. I mean, just completely took the ball, put it you know where, and dominated me. I had zero chance in even touching her. And not that Kat or Michelle were easy to even make contact with, but I have to give Monica Abbott the edge of those three. And for me, my final three came between Michelle Granger. Now, mind you, she grew up up the road for me, a different generation, but her mom was my PE teacher in middle school. So I automatically would do a little research like, oh, I just remember being a young girl and researching her and her Olympic achievements. So she gets in my top three and then it comes down to Osterman and Abbott. And Amanda, I think you stole my exact notes on Kat Osterman because 
I remember the first time that I faced her, Palm Springs tournament, freshman year. You know, Palm Springs is like everyone's there. It's the biggest games that you've played up until that point of your career. And I remember thinking that the ball was going to be in one place and it ending up in a completely different place and you have no idea how you've missed it. Plus, the battery of her and Megan Willis, to me, in at the NCAA level, there was something about them where you had Megan in your ear, too, and it was just totally. – the combination of them was so tricky. The spin of her ball, her fingers, I mean, all of it, her presence – I just remember never facing a pitcher like that and being so fooled. So Osterman gets my vote hands down at the NCAA level. Ooh, okay, okay. So a couple of Ostermans, an Abbott, a Granger, as well as a Cat Abbott, Monica Osterman choice. <laughs> and I just wanted that to better say, be ready to talk about our social media platforms. <laughs> I don't think we talked about Katie Burkhart and Megan King enough. I well, I haven't they voted been either. Great. Yeah, they would have been great categories or people in this category. But I think that over the long term of the longevity of their careers, they both put it together in their senior season and, and took it to another level in their senior season. Whereas I thought Kat and um, Monica and some of those others, they had more of a consistent career. But I didn't want to leave them out because they were both incredible. Their senior seasons, both winning national championships in their final year. And, and for me, this is the, this is one of the great debates of the, this group of lefties. Do you want the statistics or do you want the ring? Mm-hmm. To your point, Holly, Megan King, remember, she wasn't even the ace of the staff that year. It was Ashley Hansen during the regular right. season. But when Megan, when Megan had a moment, remember two years before she stumbled badly, came back and had a moment and won a national championship. Katie Burkhart kind of came on the scene. Um, you know, she had been putting up numbers. Arizona State hadn't done anything at the World Series in the past. And boom, first lefty champ in 25 years. And now look at the left-hander since. She begat Ricketts. She begat King. She begat Parker. And um, even a little uh, shout-out to the gas can, Michelle Gascoin as well. And I will then, say that. Can, can I say one thing? Yes. I will say that it's not Monica Abbott and Kat Osterman's fault that they didn't win national championships. They had no offense. I'm getting, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay, great. Thank so you. So Paige, Paige Parker, remember, after they blew the seven-run lead and lost on the Carasoni Grand Slam, Paige Parker rested that day and came back and was just a steely-eyed muscle woman in game three to shut down that lineup to win the national championship. So Paige, when she had to have it that year, she did. Ricketts is the only other champ. So you got Smitty, great rise ball. Uh, uh, had an opportunity. You got Granger. All the no hitters could not quite get the Cal Bears over the hump. Cat, of course. You remember when she lost to UCLA twice in one day? They, she didn't get the start in that second game. Allowed a run. Did um, Texas? They brought Cat in. She shut them down, and they lost one nothing. What happens if Osterman gets the start in that game? She could have gotten a national championship. And Monica Abbott lost the extra innings game to uh, Tara Mowat when they could have won game two had they scored one run for her. So they could play well, off the changeup. You lay are off absolutely right, Holly. They, it, it just uh, a timely hit one moment could have gotten Monica or Kat a national championship, but it just it wasn't in the cards. So 
Uh, fascinating to look at the lefties because when we talk about the righties, if you don't have a ring, you don't even get in that room, which will be interesting to talk about. But um, I, I'm going to go old school here because um, as Jen Schroeder alluded to um, Michelle Granger's mom, the PE teacher, the thing I loved about Granger, she would have thrown it in her mother's ear if she was crowding the plate. There was no better chin music than Granger. She would definitely have hit the Durham Bull to send a message if you were crowding Michelle Smith's river. So uh, <laughs> that, that is why I would love to have Granger on my team. We'll let America decide because um, tonight's triple header is uh, Kat Osterman, Kehlani Ricketts, and Katie Burkhart. Triple header starts on ESPNU at 6 Eastern. Uh, that's three Pacific for those of us out on the West Coast. So ESPN's coast. greatest ever softball team coming your way with the lefty love.